constantly talk team because it's difficult in this day and age. Welcome to Hoop Nerds with Billy Kegler, presented by the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. We talk to coaches, athletes, and more to learn from their stories and apply learning lessons to improve each individual and stimulate growth for your program, team, staff, and self. Follow along as we explore success and failure en route to improving the game of basketball. Before we jump in today, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been associated with their products for a few years now, and I'm really impressed by their innovative and user-friendly shooting machines. They also are great people with tremendous customer service. It's no wonder why they have become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com and at Dr. Dish B-Ball on social media. Be sure to mention WBCA when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off any commercial purchase. Coach Pettigrew, welcome to the Hoop Nerds podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, Billy. I appreciate it. Well, I wanted to talk to you because you have a wealth of knowledge, but most recently you won your thousandth game, which is just an astronomical milestone to think about. So I wanted to talk to you and share some ideas. So let's start here. And hopefully, because you've been doing this so long and you have so many memories, tell me about your first game that you ever coached and what you remember from it that you know, helped you get to this point where you reached a thousand wins. You know what, Billy? This is this is uh, this is a little different because obviously I was in Gratiot in 1963. I spent four years there as a head boys basketball coach. Uh, and then now this is my 51st year at Cuba City. So 55 years I've been a varsity head coach in Wisconsin. Uh, I was in Illinois, but they didn't count because I was a JV coach down in Illinois. But that first, uh, you know, the first game at Gratiot was against Hollandale. Okay, Hollandale now is part of the Pecatonica uh, School District. We were supposed to play Hollandale at Hollandale. And the date was November the 22nd, 1963. Okay, well, you were not born in 1963, but on that date in 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Oh. And about one o'clock, the superintendent came into my classroom and said, uh, uh, the president has been assassinated. And we all went to the gymnasium. When I say all, we had 72 kids in the school, you know, and they had a television set in there. And we watched it. Uh, and then I want to say about 1.30, it would have, you know, two o'clock. Uh, they pronounced the president dead and school was let out and everything that weekend was canceled in the entire state of Wisconsin. I mean, uh, when they say you will always remember what you were doing when that happened, uh, that is so true. And it, it came to me then they said, well, who then was your first game? And you, I said, wow, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. 
I think it was Hazel Green, which today is the Southwestern School District. And that would be interesting because if that was my first win against a high school opponent, Tuesday night we played Southwestern and we won in a tough ball game. So that would have been my 1,000 first win. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But one of the problems was that uh, uh, one of the problems was that that the school closed in 1967. Okay, the Gratiot School, and I did not get the scorebooks. I don't know where the scorebooks are at, and so. Uh, I would have to go back and see if somebody would recall exactly because I'm just going from memory and I think it was Hazel Green. But there, you know, I know it wasn't Belmont because Belmont and us tied for the league championship that year. We beat them at Gratiot in the Quonset Hut where we could seat about 60 people and, uh, uh, and Belmont beat me up there then. And they had a great player then by the name of Steve Tracy, who was just dynamite. But that was the year, 1964, that Monroe won the state tournament. Uh, and they had Burrington and Mitchell and Buckholtz and Durth and Hollings was their starting five. And they had a, and that was only one class, Billy, only one class. So right. then in 65, Dodgeville won it. So I was kind of, thinking, wow, Southwest Wisconsin dominates the state tournament. But uh, we found out later that wasn't true. All right, you mentioned the scorebooks and not knowing where they are. So since then, I believe that you would have kept all your scorebooks. So where are they? What do you keep them in? And do you ever oh, look yeah. through them? Yes, I, they're right in my, uh, in my garage. I have a closet out in the garage. They're from... Starting in 1971 at Cuba City, I have all the scorebooks going to the present time. So, yes, I, I uh, did not make that mistake again, to be honest with you. And uh, uh, But, yes, those scorebooks, all the scorebooks are there. And when Jim Swenson from the Dubuque Telegraph Herald, when he was writing a book on me, he needed all those scorebooks, and Jim got all those scorebooks at that time. Yeah, it goes to show keep everything. And now it's it's a little bit different in the digital world. It doesn't take up quite as much space, but maybe someday there will be a museum with all those scorebooks because there's a lot of stories to be told out of them. <laughs> so I'm curious now, fast-forwarding a number of years, and you're going to retire, but you have such a passion for the game of basketball. And when you decided to basically unretire and continue coaching what was the driving force behind you continuing yeah a really good point billy because there have been a lot of different times i think the most serious you know i retired from teaching back in 2001 so i've been retired from teaching for over 20 years all right and uh, and i i tell people you know, when you retire, most people, you know, they go to Florida. My wife then retired two years after I did. She was a teacher in Galena, Illinois. And most people go to Florida or something. We went to Las Vegas for 
two or three months, and uh, we didn't uh, really didn't care for it that well, to be honest with you. It was after the basketball season, and and uh, uh, and I said to Joan, "Do you mind if I just continue coaching?" And she said, "No, I don't care." And so I now tell people that you know they ask me when I'm going to retire, and I said, "Oh, I retired a long time ago. I, this is my hobby." You know, most people will golf, you know, or bowl. Uh, I'm terrible at both of them. So I don't do either one, to be honest with you. I attempt golf every once in a while. Uh, it's got to be a, uh, a best shot uh, where the whole team, you know, uh, uh, they can carry me. You know what I mean? I might make a putt now and then, but uh, uh, serious time came, you know, after uh, Corey Vossen in uh, 2011, 2012, when we took, uh, uh, we went to state, you know what I mean? And, and uh, uh, Corey's senior year, we went to the state championship game and we played Whitefish Bay Dominican and uh, they had Diamond Stone and we got beat. And then we went back the next year uh, and played Diamond Stone again at Dominican and we got beat and that I really looked strong at at that particular time and uh, then I, I said oh uh, you know what I'll go one more year then in 2016 uh, all coaches you know when people say what what are you most proud of Billy for me in the 51 years in Cuba City in the 51 years in Cuba City we have won 15 or more games in 48 out of those 51 years. And I always, and you have to remember that we started, uh, you know, when I started, you only played 18 games. Then you went 20 games. Then it was 22 games. And now it's 24 games, you know? And uh, uh, so I, uh, you know, I, was thinking about it, and uh, that's the most thing that I'm proud of. But in 2016, we won seven games, and I said to Joan, "I said, whoa, uh, I I can't, I can't, I I don't know if I see much light at the end of the tunnel here, and uh, uh, maybe it's time." And then a good fortune happened to us. See, the Olsons uh, moved to Cuba City, and the Knowles moved to Cuba City, and and uh, here I had a pair of guards in Brady Olson and Jackson Knoll. Both of them are playing college ball now. Brady for UW Platteville, and and Jackson for UW Stout. And then uh, along came a freshman by the name of Steve of 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 uh, Jack Miskey. And then I got a transfer in Braden Daly, and uh, I had another great player in Riley Richard. And I had those kids for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, it's, uh, uh, it's once again, you know, I never really felt old Billy until I turned 80. And I said, wow, 80, that's a long time. And now it's 81. And uh, I'll be honest, this year's team has been a surprise. I mean, we're, we're uh, uh, 17 and one. And uh, uh, I really like my team. Uh, and 
I've got two outstanding players in Carter Olson and Max Lucy. Max is only a junior. Uh, we have we have about nine kids, nine to ten kids that can play, uh, and about four or five of them are juniors. And I'm thinking, mm. uh, people will say, well, this has got to be it for them. Uh, I will make the decision. You know, I never want to make it right after the season is over because that's always a downer. Uh, so I'll wait until, you know, right around June the 1st and make my decision whether or not I'm coming back for another go or, or uh, it's a career. So either way, it, it'll be good. Sideline Interactive delivers digital and LED scoring tables and video boards that generate excitement in your gym and the ultimate game day experience for your players and fans. We provide you the blueprint and the game plan to generate $10,000 or more in sponsorship revenue every year. 95% of our schools generate enough advertising dollars during the first school year to pay for their purchase. Any school or college can qualify for no fee, no interest financing over two school years. We're ready and able to deliver your order to you within three to four weeks. The tables and boards can be used for any indoor sport, as well as watching game films, school assemblies, signing days, or any other event that is held in your gym. Visit sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a 15 to 30 minute live web demo to see our tables and boards in action and what these fantastic products can do for you. Or email sales at sidelineinteractive.com. A link to sidelineinteractive.com is in the show notes for today's episode. As many listeners know, I spent over six years as a general manager at Just the Game Fieldhouse in Wisconsin Dells. I was able to spend time talking hoops with coaches like Tom Izzo, along with high school and youth coaches, in addition to meeting some basketball legends, including my childhood favorite, Sam Elke, who is in the WBCA Hall of Fame and High School Basketball Museum, located at Just the Game Fieldhouse, which is a must-visit for any true hoop nerd. They also play host to the WBCA All-Star Games and Coaches Clinic every year. Just a Game hosts over 70 basketball and volleyball tournaments annually and is a great place to play for teams of all ages and ability levels. You can't beat all Wisconsin Dells has to offer in your free time. The Fieldhouse also has two sister companies in Just a Game Impressions and Just a Game Live. Just a Game Impressions specializes in customized screen printing and embroidery and promotional products. They serve businesses, schools, sports teams, and more. Just a Game Live takes pride in providing affordable and simple live streaming solutions for venues or programs of all kinds. Inquire today for more information. For more info on everything Just a Game has to offer, check them out at justagamefieldhouse.com. You threw out a lot of numbers there, and your recollection is amazing, but 81 is just a number. It's all how you feel, Coach. And I want to tap into that a bit. So you're 81 years old, coaching 15- to 18-year-old young men. Mm -hmm. How do you relate with them so that what you're teaching, what you're telling them gets through to them and they understand it? Whereas using an analogy from when you started coaching clearly isn't going to work with them now. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point there. And I would, you know, when young coaches say to me, what advice would you give me? I always say, uh, take as many psychology classes in college as, that you can. And I'm honest about that because. Uh, relationships. That's what it's all about, Billy. It's relationships. And and uh, my kids, you know, I've changed over the years. I, I never, you know, 25 years ago, Billy, I wouldn't have had a boom box in my locker room. Okay. <laughs> now uh, kids have a boom box and uh, that music will be blaring until I come into the locker room and we talk about the game that's going to be played. 
you know, and then they'll shut the boom box off. And just the other day, a kid said to me, uh, you know, he said, I coach, I know you don't like our music. And I said, yeah, you got that right. And he said, well, what music do you like? And I said, you know, I really like Conway Twitty. He looked at me and said, Conway who? <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking, no, you, uh, I have always felt that you make it relevant. You know, uh, Billy, we've, uh, we played 18 games and I've had diff- nine different starting lineups because we are deep. We're deep this year. And, I always go with the hot hand. Who's got the hot hand? Who's playing well in practice? Because that's where it happens is in practice. And uh, I will always inform the kids. Like tonight, we play Iowa Grant, and I'm saying, hey, uh, the usual five are starting. But then against Platform Monday night, hey, guys, I'm mixing it up. These two guys are going to be starting Monday night, and two of you are going to be sitting. Uh, you don't sit long because we play a lot of players. You know what I mean? But I think as long as you're honest with the kids and you're upfront with the kids and you tell them exactly, you know, hey, this is the way it is. I understand that. Billy, it used to be that there were kids that just were happy to be part of the team. Okay. Well, nowadays, as a parent, they go and they see one player, their kid. Okay. Their kid. And if he's not playing a lot or if he's struggling, they're in pain. I understand that completely. I understand that completely. But I've got to think of the whole team aspect. So we constantly talk team, constantly talk team because it's difficult in this day and age on team because there's so much media and, uh, you know, so many kids play AAU. And don't get me wrong, Billy, there's uh, AAU has done a lot of great things for high school basketball. But uh, everybody and his uncle is playing AAU. And some of these kids are playing on teams that aren't that good. Okay. And they come back and, they'll, uh, you know, dad will say to me, you know, he averaged 16 points a game this summer and he's not starting for you. Well, uh, you know, and sometimes they're flying here and there and now we're taking a yellow bus mineral point, you know? Uh, So yeah, you as a coach have to be and body language, body language is so important. So you see that kid come off the floor and his head's down and hell, we're up by 17. You know what I mean? And I'm seeing the heat. Uh, the next time we get into the locker room, I've got to talk about body language. I've got to talk about be happy for your teammate. You know what I mean? Uh, And so, yes, it's a constant struggle, but uh, believe me, I got great kids. I love them. I love them to death, but they also know that I've got a job to do. And my job is I want them to, I want to create good men later down the road but I also want to win basketball games. So you mentioned perspective there, coach. And, and obviously we look through at our own lens and you're the coach looking for everybody. Parents have their lens on their child at all times. And one of the phrases that I've learned that I really like is your position determines your perspective, right? And you just hit on that. Yes. So one of the positions in your life is your wife, Joan. Tell yes. me about 
the perspective and position she provides you to help you have success all these years coaching? Yeah, well, first of all, it, uh, you know, Joan never puts any demands on me. So she's, uh, uh, you know, like I say, tomorrow we play platform Monday night, so I got to have a walkthrough Saturday morning. Well, usually Saturday morning is our time. You know, we go out for breakfast and so on and so forth, but not tomorrow because uh, from 10 to 11.30, I got to be in the gym with the practice, you know? And so I'm saying, hey, uh, and, and Joan is always, whatever you have to do, Jerry, whatever you have to do, that's fine. So she's been great in that. Uh, I must tell you about Joan, she gets nervous at the games. And so if it's not, uh, I mean, if it's less, 10 or less, she's out in the cafeteria. Uh, she's not, and she'll poke her head in the door to see how we're doing. And, and uh, uh, she very seldom ever sits through a full game, uh, to be honest with you. And, uh, uh, but she's the best. And where she really helps me is the executive director of the WBCA. God, she's, she's the right-hand person there. Uh, she runs all the banquets. She keeps me on task. Hey, we've got to get this done. Got to do that. Uh, she, she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. So, you know, it was one time, Billy, uh, I know that, that and, and when you got smaller kids and you're the head coach, that's hard because you don't want to, you don't want to sacrifice your family. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I don't think we ever have, to be honest with you, because uh, once the basketball season is over, then we travel and we have fun. Uh, we're having a family vacation this year. All of the kids and the grandkids, we're going to Vegas uh, and we're going to spend five days in Vegas and, and grandma and grandpa are picking up the tab. Ooh. You know what I mean? And so uh, we'll have fun doing that. And, uh, uh, but I, I remember one coach saying to me, he said, coach, I really like coaching, but he said, I don't care to teach. I'm thinking, oh boy, you're in the <laughs> wrong profession. You yeah. know what I mean? To me, the classroom was it. When I was able to teach American history and Wisconsin history, I say, wow, I look forward to that. And I'll be honest with you. I miss that. And now the basketball court is my extension in the classroom. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get out of here on a non-basketball related question. Something completely off the wall for you. So if you could have one superhero power that you could obtain and use, what superhero power would it be and what would you do with it? Wow. <laughs> You're asking a really, really, really tough question. Uh, if you could have a, a superpower, I'd like to determine the, the fate of the game before we started, Billy, and they say, hey, you're gonna, we're going to win by 10, and uh, uh, then I can relax, Billy, because that superpower, I know, <laughs> has just came through for me, you know? And so, yeah, I am obsessed with basketball, and I, I, I you know, my free time, uh, we watch, you know, we have three television sets in our in our uh, condo, and uh, Joan watches her program. She likes the Golden Girls and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? And uh, and Hallmark and what have you. 
and I'm out here watching the Badgers and Marquette and and uh, uh, and I love Texas Tech and I love Baylor because they run that no middle defense. You know what I mean? And and uh, uh, you just every with the internet, Billy. I think that we've become better coaches. We've become better coaches because if there's something that you know, say, hey, uh, we'd like to. What do you suggest against a three-two zone? You know what I mean. And you could go. You got about eight or ten. And and I've been fortunate that I've been on the championship videos. They let me preview any video that I want to see. And so that has been huge for me. Just absolutely huge. So uh, it's been fun.